0: In the 90s, waterbeds were at the peak of popularity.
1: Daddy, can I have a waterbed? Please, Daddy, can I have a waterbed? Go ahead and look.
0: We all knew someone who had one, we all wanted one, and imagined ourselves sleeping like the Little Mermaid and dreaming sweet dreams of Sebastian and Flounder and Prince Eric. Tonight, we go back to the magical times of liquid hibernation to bring you a killer who kept more than water in their waterbed. OK, Kim, you can have the waterbed, and Daddy loves you. Feels like it should be much further along in the week than Wednesday. I spent 30% of my day thinking it was Friday. Uh it felt like it should have at least been Thursday.
2: Well, mm-hmm. minimum. I was hoping to skip through Thursday cuz I have to go to work tomorrow, my other job, <sighs> not my not my first job. I know. Yeah. Are
0: they down? Are you down one a week? One night a week? Mm-mm, I keep trying <laughs> to tell them. Oh, my God. All right.
1: Before we start, a few comments on the blog at talkmore.com. Sweet. From our supremo Stina, which is Stina, not S-Tina.
0: All right. I, I gave it the option.
1: <clears throat> she says, Jen, did you mean the Isle of Misfit Toys? Not the Isle of Misbehaving Boys. What
0: (laughs) I don't remember that. And she
1: says, love you guys. P.S. John is my favorite. And when Jen says that he's lying about that and then adds that P.S. John is my.
0: This is maybe making me think that this is not an added part. Okay.
1: P.S. Jen. (laughs) He doesn't want to read it.
0: He doesn't want to
2: read it because he doesn't want to admit that someone else is someone's favorite. It says P.S.
1: PS I love your podcast. Thanks, Stina. <laughs>
2: <laughs> PS Um I don't remember a reference. Uh, so neither do I. Um maybe I was talking about Pinocchio, not not Rudolph.
1: Oh, uh, it says Jen is correct. Misfit Toys is in Rudolph, but Misbehaving Boys is in Pin- Pinocchio? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Pinocchio.
0: I don't even remember this discussion.
1: <clears throat> and that's from Birthday Sister love the show can't wait for next episode John's my favorite Larry started binging you guys good stuff John's my favorite Diana this episode hurt my soul but John's my favorite oh Jesus my Christ man
0: wow man, calm
1: down people it's
0: apparently <laughs> unanimous why I mean, are we, we even here yeah <laughs> we're, well we're just background noise remember we've known Peanut this gallery. since
2: episode 2 Peanut the, those girls I've never said that the girls that I've won't shut up. up you that. never said that we're the girls that won't shut up yeah. we've known this since episode 2 I'll be the girl that drinks and doesn't shut
0: up. Cheers to that. Cheers. Speaking of people who listen to our podcast, uh, we do have a dedication to a surprise shot this evening. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. Who is it that the song is for? This is for Taco Supremo, Heather. Hello, Heather. This is for you
2: shot, surprise shot, we don't know what they are, cause they're a surprise, you will notice that I said surprise shot, but I said surprise shot on both times, so you cannot yell at me.
1: Alright, if you're new here, my name is John, this is the Talk Murder to Me podcast, I put all my sources, photos, and videos on talkmurder.com, you can go there tonight, follow along with us, I also have a YouTube video up about this story, <gasps> And you can go there and watch us as we tell this, I'm not going to lie, very depressing story.
0: Oh. (laughs) Well, I mean, most of them are depressing. I mean, it does involve murder,
1: so. Yeah, but this is the one that uh, I, I don't really like doing.
2: Oh. Does that mean a child is involved? Or an animal?
1: So, we're going to Jacksonville, Florida.
2: Oh, Oh, we all knew someone who used to live in Jacksonville. We did.
1: Yeah, y'all were mean to her. Stop
2: it. We were not.
1: She was the sweetest person.
2: Oh, F oh my gosh. I'm that. about to slap you.
1: All right, can you describe this?
2: Oh, my goodness. She looks like yeah. a very, very young Emma.
1: Emma Watson. Oh, no, yeah. Who? Emma I see Watson.
2: That. Hermione.
1: Who is Emma Watson? She plays
2: Hermione, also Belle.
1: Be- who's Belle? Beauty, and, Beauty the Beast. and the Beast. Hermione's from... Um, Harry
0: Potter. Hermione.
1: Hermione. Hermione. Tonight we are going to Jacksonville, Florida, November 3rd, 1998. This is a depressing story. There's nothing good that ever comes out of stories like this. I thought so. you were about to say nothing ever good comes out of Florida. I was almost
0: <laughs> about to agree with you. Also true... <laughs>
1: All right, so November 3rd, 1998, it was like any other day for eight-year-old Madeline Ray Clifton, and I'm going to call her Maddie from now on, Mm because that's what she prefers to be called anyway, Maddie. She came home around 4.30 p.m. This was after school. She puts her books down, and she immediately hops on the piano bench. Now, she's very uh, astute in music, very gifted musically, but she's also a tomboy, And she she plays football. Her favorite sport is basketball. She's good at that. She's good at anything sports and music. So she's got best of both worlds. Mm, Lucky. So she does about an hour on the piano. She's practicing her scales. And then before dinner, her routine is to go outside and get that last little bit of sunlight before dinner and then bed and then school the next day. Mm -hmm. So I saw two Conflicting reports. One says she was out playing baseball this day, right after she went to the, after she practiced piano. And the other said she was hitting golf balls. So either one of those, she did both, but we're going to go with the baseball tonight because it also goes with the story. But she may have been hitting golf balls or may, may doing both. Who knows?
2: I mean, yeah, if you're at a, there are often like places that have both a, uh, batting cage and a golf range unless she was at home in which case she could just pick up whatever's
1: there well she was at home no no she was at home yeah she was playing in her front yard her mother was at home as well cooking mm. so she's looking out the the window and she can usually see maddie playing in the yard Got it. occasionally she'll wander over to the neighbor's yard if she kicks the ball there or whatever but lately she's been on this golf thing she's been getting the golf balls at her house and then going down the street to hit them. I mean, this was a community where a lot of the kids played together. So no one thought anything of it. A couple quotes about her character. Now I'm pulling this from the Miami Herald quote, her innocence sort of drew her to your heart. That was said by a family friend. Someone else said, quote, she was an amazing little girl. She could be a little ballerina at one time and a tough football fullback at another, end quote. Hmm. So she finishes up her piano. She goes outside and the mother's looking out the window and the mother refers to Maddie as her little angel. So my little angel's out there playing and it's about time to come in for dinner. It's 620 actually when the mother Calls Maddie for the first time to come on, come on in and get dinner. Usually she's starving. She's been playing. She's at school all day. So she's running in. But Mm -hmm. today she's not. The mother goes out on the front porch, calls her, calls her. She doesn't come. She immediately starts worrying. 13 minutes later, she calls 911. She starts, you know, screaming, getting all the neighbors together and they're going to find her daughter. So very proactive and all the neighbors, every one of the neighbors, searched for her all night for multiple days.
2: Yeah, because it sounds like it's out of character for her to not respond. <clears throat>
1: oh, yeah. But the neighborhood, everyone in the neighborhood banded together. That they were going to find her. And, in fact, the search was pretty extensive. They actually had the National Guard involved oh, in the wow. search. What? You don't really see that too no. too often. So, not only that, the Miami football team... Jaguars. Um, no, the
2: Dolphins is the NFL team. Then you have the Hurricanes. That's Miami, the University of Miami.
1: Oh,
0: Jacksonville though. Jacksonville, Jacksonville is yeah. the Jaguars, Jaguars. Yeah, the
1: Jaguars. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars. A few days after she goes missing, and before they find her body, the whole team was wearing yellow uh, stripes for her. Okay. To uh, to kind of get the word out that she's still missing. Got it. So Barry.
0: High profile, extensive,
1: yeah. High profile, yeah. Very sad.
2: That's pretty cool that the NFL got involved too. Yeah, I, I, I miss. I feel like missing children don't happen all the time, all the time. But it's not like the most uncommon thing. Yeah. So it's interesting to see the team get involved. I wonder if it's because like she was right there in Jacksonville.
1: Well, she was. I mean, how often do eight-year-olds go? I mean, I can see like a thirteen or fourteen-year-old go missing, but like an yeah. eight-year-old? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I don't. I know. mean, how old is my niece? I hope my brother didn't hear that.
2: <laughs> she's like five, six, right? No, she's, she's older, older than, than that. that. Since she eight? Yeah, I think she's eight. Oh wow. I guess it's. I just think it's kind of cool that they got involved.
0: It is for sure. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, yeah, and the whole. I mean, a lot of. There were twelve hundred people searching wow. for her within the the next day. So and this is the mother right here Sheila Do you see I'll oh. put these photos on talkmore.com you can see this is before they found her body so mm-hmm. she is she I mean this photo you're looking at is heartbreaking right here the the father's trying to hold his composure but you can tell he's He's ready to break too.
2: Yeah, they're very upset. I mean, rightfully so.
1: The family actually posted a fifty thousand dollar reward right off the bat. Within the next day, it shot up to a hundred thousand. They they wanted wow. they were gonna give everything they have, obviously, as any parent would. They were gonna find their daughter. Here's another photo of her and you can see her playing. She's very uh, tomboyish, brown hair, short brown hair, brown eyes. Everyone loved her. The whole neighborhood loved her. They, they've they been living here for a long time. The whole neighborhood knows her. They always see her running around. All right. If you want to read this, Nicole, this is from the Miami Herald.
0: Neighbor 14 charged in missing girls
1: murder. Ooh. So this is the worst types of stories. Obviously, I really hate these types of stories when a child goes missing and then... The person responsible is also a child. It's like the worst.
2: This is reminiscent of that story with the two boys and the stick.
1: Yeah, Eric Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you about the neighbor boy right across the street from the Cliftons' residence, mm-hmm. the the Phillips family, and the inside the Phillips' home was a lot of uh, discord. Steve Phillip and his wife. They have mm-hmm. one son. His name is Joshua. And Joshua is the one who actually kidnapped Maddie Clifton. And he is 14 years old. They actually move into the neighborhood about 18 months ago. Neighbors would say that this boy, Joshua, was, quote, a nice but quiet boy. But they never really, the whole family wasn't social at all. And then after this happens, People started to realize that there were some some problems in the home, you know, and if there's problems in the home, they're not going to be social.
2: It's I mean, also, when you were in your new family, especially I don't, I don't know, I feel like back I didn't live in like a neighborhood neighborhood. Um, I had older neighbors growing up, but but I feel like like they weren't people weren't super duper neighbor.
0: I didn't actually e- either, um, like, the, didn't interact with the neighbor. Well, yeah, down in the kids. south is different, though. Right. I mean, I, I, I can mean, tell well, you. I know, mean, I know
1: all of our neighbors here.
0: I don't, which is also interesting.
1: But that's because you're from the north, and they're yeah. like, well, well you got to stay away from her. I
2: mean, like, I, and the, and people down here, like, I'll be driving through, and or people will be driving by, and I wave. Um, yeah. I've met my next-door neighbors, my two directly next door to me. I've met the cop that lives across the street from me. Um, but like everyone else on my cul-de-sac, I don't, I don't know. What
1: about the homeless prostitute?
2: Haven't come across her yet.
1: You haven't kicked her out of your garage or your attic?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I avoid the attic at all costs because you don't know what's up there.
0: Also, I've never uh, been up in our attic either. Also,
2: I, um, am afraid that if I go up in my attic, I will fall out of my attic. So if I need to go up in my attic, it won't be unsupervised.
1: All right. Let's talk about the Phillips home. They moved here 18 months ago. The father is the problem. His name is Steve, computer programmer, so you mm-hmm. think he's real smart, and he probably is. However, he is a wife beater and an excessive drinker, and not only does he abuse his wife, he also abuses his son. Ooh. Later in court, there would be allegations of sexual abuse <gasps> against Joshua, which oh, is the 14-year-old. No. So the and against
2: it, Joshua or from Joshua against the dad. Sorry.
1: N- no, the psychiatrist would that interview Joshua would claim that he was most likely sexually okay. assaulted as okay. a child. Yeah. Got it. Sorry. No, you're good. The, but, and I've seen this in multiple reports. The mother and Joshua both tried to keep a low profile, especially when the father's home because they were living in, in all this discord. And the, it was a father's problem. He would come in, he would drink, you know, he would hit the wife, stuff like that. Did, was he, home was Joshua homeschooled? No, Josh went to public school. Okay. And actually he was, he was a popular kid. And I'm going to show you here, him in a second. He's not a bad looking kid. And in fact, he looks a lot like, I want to see if you guys can uh, tell me who he looks like. This is him right here.
2: Um, Seth Rogen.
1: No. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, kind of. Yeah. I was thinking Corey from uh, Boy Meets World.
0: I can see yeah, a I little see bit. That.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, his other photos don't really look like that, but I thought that one did. So I'll definitely put these on talkmore.com.
2: He does look more like Shia LaBeouf from even Stevens years. Mm-hmm. Now, Lu- like early Lewis mm-hmm. when he was still chubby.
1: When Maddie Clifton goes missing, Joshua was actually involved in the search as well. Just like his parents. I mean, everyone in the neighborhood yeah, yeah. was involved in searching for the girl. He was, too. And and I'll let you read some quotes from him about that day. Because it was really stressful. I, I know that sounds bad. But for him, too, it was really stressful that day. Sure. Now, the story that he's going to give police is going to conflict with a, a neighbor's story. This neighbor, she's an elderly woman. Before Maddie goes missing around 620... 615 610 something like that she sees maddie playing outside and then she sees joshua the neighbor boy the shy but quiet nice neighbor boy quote creeping up end quote that's exact words that she said on the child Hmm. now she brushed it off as oh they're just playing or whatever he's gonna scare you know whatever what she didn't know is Josh was actually prohibited from seeing the Clifton, any of the Clifton's because a month before this, he was caught by the father. As the father came home from work, he was inside the Clifton house in the other daughter's room, just standing there. The daughter, he had snuck into the house and was just standing there. So, I mean, he's just a kid. So it's like, don't ever associate with us again. Yeah. Get out. He was banned from even playing with, the Maddie Clifton, the eight year old
0: Maddie's parents,
1: by Maddie's parents and his own parents, his, his, especially his father, his father, you know, would hit him if he found out that he was playing with this girl. Got it. Yeah. So the searchers, the neighbors, they noticed Josh, he appeared calm. He appeared normal, but however, later they recalled that he did seem like he just took a shower.
0: We came on back to the house. I actually stood in our front yard and urinated in my shorts. I was so upset, screaming her name. Then the helicopters came. It was like a circus. There was everybody going in every direction possible trying to find her.
1: So that's from his own words.
2: Do you think that's why he, like, do you think, I wonder if he actually, like, wet himself or if he said that he wet himself and that's why he was conveniently had just showered.
1: No, no, this is after the search. So he was out there screaming Maddie's name with all the searchers. And then he comes back and he was so upset about everything that he peed himself, I guess. Um, Yeah. The police and detectives throughout the whole week until they find Maddie's body, they're going to search everyone's house. I mean, they're going to ask permission first, but they don't. There's no search warrants because all the neighbors are like, yeah, come on in. Do whatever you need. Do whatever you need to do, because that's kind of what happens. And even Josh's, the Phillips house, they searched. And a few times, they searched everyone's a few times. They did notice a stench emanating from the house somewhere. However, the mother claimed that Josh just took care of two birds in his room. So it it always stank in there. Plus, he's a 14-year-old. Mm. This is him right here with his birds. I don't like birds. We see him with his birds. Mm-hmm. He got two birds. Four. Uh-huh. Well, at the time, well, the newspaper said uh, two birds, but I guess yeah, had four. He has a lot of birds in his room. So that's where the smell is coming from. However, the, the days go by because it takes seven days for them to find a body. The days go by. And even the mother who told the police, oh, that's just the birds and the 14 year old stinking. Even she started to wonder about the smell. It was getting worse. This was the wasting away of Maddie Clifton.
0: Was he, like, hiding her under his bed?
1: So the mother waits till Joshua goes to school. He was actually in his government's class when she walked into his room. She basically followed her nose, and the stench led her straight to her son's room. She goes in quietly, doesn't want to disturb anything, doesn't want to spook the birds. So the mother looks down at the feet of Josh's waterbed, and- his feet? She notices, quote, a liquid oozing- (gasps) From the waterbed, Oh, no,
0: no, no, no. And no. not water. And
1: that is not water, no. That is decomposition matter.
0: Like, they don't even, do they even really make waterbeds anymore? No, but this is in 98. At the, I know. At, at the peak of popularity. No, I, I know. Was, I Everyone wanted a waterbed. Yes. I remember my
1: uncle had one. We used to jump on it. He was like, stop jumping on that.
0: My parents' best <laughs> friends had one, Lisa and Doug. My and so whenever we would I think my parents over, had one.
1: Would. It was so stupid. Like, my it was best so friend's uncomfortable. parents had
0: one. It was yeah, rough. like why was that so popular? It
1: was really uncomfortable, terrible
2: for your back. You know, I saw an advertisement for a pillow that I kind of want to buy. The called... cube. Yes. How did you know?
1: Because I get that same ad. <laughs> it's I've like, never it seen doesn't seen look it. like a pillow. It's a square. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I get less pillow than the no, usual rectangle. No, if you rectangle. get
2: the pillow cube pl- <laughs> Pro, you get twenty eight inches of pillow cube, and you can roll over. I need to see what this looks it's, like It's is
1: a pillow that's shaped like a square. It's a cube. So that instead like, of a rectangle, it's a square.
2: No, but it's not it's not <laughs> like a flat pillow. It is it takes up like it's you have ninety degrees from your like your neck is at That doesn't seem right. Okay, your neck, your neck, and your shoulder. So you
1: sleep like this?
2: Ah. No, you sleep. It fills in the space. The space. Like instead, Uh,
1: Jen, you are the the person that buys stuff like this. (laughs) I am. I am. I literally, I
2: have to tell myself every time I see a clever advertisement, I'd be like, Jen, that's a marketing team. All right, but I want to try the pillow cube because there's a guarantee. (sighs) I
1: can, I can get my money back. A guarantee Guaranteed they okay. changed their address.
2: Uh, <laughs> now, you guys will get all my bills because uh, I'm you, sure that my mail is still forwarded uh, to the
0: charger you credit card. You just figured out what well, we're going to get you for your 30th birthday. Or we're so, going to get you the pillow. Okay. It's it's like, no, no, oh my
1: God, this pillow has a recurring monthly charge. <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) you have to then figure out how you're gonna break up with a year and a half
2: later oh my god it's been three years number one number two i broke up my chiropractor everyone i
1: finally did it the mother says she sees a quote liquid oozing from the waterbed she kneels down because it's coming out but the thing about this waterbed i don't know if y'all remember how they looked, but the bottoms you can't go under it a waterbed it's not like a regular bed because right. if you jump on it, then you know it, you, you could pop it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like supported on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So there's like a box that goes around it. Anyway, What's in the box. It was plywood around it, but one of the board, the planks, was easily removable, and this was where the liquid was oozing out of uh, beneath that plank. So she pulls the plank out, and inside. If you want to read this, this is from uh, one of the appeals, the uh, state versus Phillips.
0: The officers and Mrs. Phillips went to Joshua's room and opened the door. There they saw two small feet with white socks sticking out from the bottom of Joshua's waterbed, along with the liquid coming from underneath the bed and tape on the floor. A strong odor emanated from the room, which was immediately sealed as a crime scene. One of the detectives then picked up Joshua from school and took him to the police station.
1: Now, what is concerning about, I mean, obviously this is horrible, but what else is concerning about this?
2: Um, well, number one,
1: she wasn't found for seven days after a little bit over a week. I where should
2: say. what were his parents doing that they didn't notice the smell? I mean, I, I know you say that he was a 14 year old boy and he had birds, but a uh, body decomposing is not a normal smell.
1: The thing that I found really disturbing was he was sleeping sleeping on it over the dead body for over a week. Yeah. I feel like that's really disturbing. It is disturbing. disturbing.
2: It is very disturbing.
1: And I'm not saying he did that because he liked it. He just didn't know what to do with the body, you know, at all. He didn't he didn't he didn't have a plan. I mean, he was in his government class when they arrested him. He was back in school. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have a plan. No.
2: Yeah, like how long was he planning on keeping that body there? Or did he even know?
1: Let me tell you his story, and it differs quite a bit from the elderly neighbor, her story of him, quote, creeping up, end quote, on eight-year-old Maddie Clifton. He says he was playing baseball with Maddie. And in fact, the murder weapon is a a baseball bat, but Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they were playing or weren't playing This is what he says. And at this point, and even during the time and forever, we'll have to take his word for what happened Mm -hmm. because he's the only one that knows who's still alive. He was playing baseball with Maddie. She threw the ball and he hit it with the back really hard. And the ball flew and smacked her right in the left eye. And it was pretty excessive how he hit it. So it smacks her in the left eye, she starts to cry and then she starts hollering. She starts to yell and this is these are his own words. So he says cry and holler. She starts yelling, yelling, oh my oh my god, it hurts, it hurts. Now he is in a a pickle right now.
2: Oh, a baseball term. No pun intended.
1: Is that a baseball term?
2: Yeah, a pickle in baseball is I didn't when that. Yeah, when you are a when a when a base runner tries to run to the next base but there's but they're they you can't get out of you can't yeah, get out it's of he's
1: like it. stuck in between the bases
2: yeah well, yeah when the
0: when and the, they're, they're kept pitching it back and forth to one another yeah, to so when the
2: when the when the defensive players have the ball and they keep throwing it and they get closer to the player
1: what do you do in that situation you just hope they drop it <laughs> cuz they're um, like closing around in on them. you You can't run around them, can you? you, Don't you you have to run in the straight lines? Yeah,
2: you do have to run in the baseline, but you can, like, (laughs) dodge them, but, you know, there's there's certain... Between between the strategies. You could dive, you can slide, you can... It's pretty hard to get out
1: of there, but, you know, that's one of the drills that they practice is a pickle drill. Any other teen, it would go differently. And I'm not saying that he didn't have intentions to do this, but I'm just saying. Any other teen would may think about the situation differently but if his father finds out that he's hanging out with his eight-year-old which he is restricted from seeing not only hanging out but playing baseball when he's not home he's at work and he and he's actually on his way home he'll be home in 30 minutes 30 minutes and from all the reports i saw that he was abusive and he was an alcoholic in my mind he's going to get home and hit the shit out of his 14 year old son He doesn't want that. Plus, mom might get hit, too. Mm. Especially
2: if the girl is injured.
1: And that's speculation. I'm just saying. But, I mean, you have a a drunk, abusive father. I mean, yeah, I I feel like I had the right to speculate there. But that was probably going through his mind. At least he says that was going through his mind. As far as, I've got to do something so my father won't find out. Because if he just tells her to go home, he's going to get the call later. Mm. So, he... Takes her, grabs her by the arm and takes her up to his room. Now
0: while she's still alive.
1: Yeah, she's still alive. Now, the medical examiner that did Maddie Clifton's autopsy noticed that she actually suffered three three separate attacks. Okay. She was hit three times on the forehead, and this is with the baseball bat. On the forehead and any one of those wounds, the the three times she was hit, because it was really hard to tell what she died from because her body was literally already decomposing. It's been over a week, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of hard, but he claims that any one of those three times she was hit on the head, she would have been dead within 30 minutes.
2: So may I ask if the baseball bat was metal or wooden? It
1: was wooden. I'll put a picture on TalkMirror.com. It's just a regular slugger bat. They had it held up in court. It didn't even have any blood on it or anything. I didn't see. Hmm. But actually, there was hardly no blood at the scene. So I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was all internal. Now, she's not dead yet. But she she kind of goes unconscious. And... I'm going to go ahead and interject this little fact for you guys. She wasn't wearing her pants or underwear. And I'm going to... When she was found? Yeah, when she was found. Okay. And Josh claims, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but Josh claims that when he was dragging her up to his bedroom, that's when they came off and the shoes and everything. And then he hits her, boom, boom, boom. And then he stuffs her under the waterbed. Now, here's the problem. His father just walks in the door. He's already freaking out. And not only that, he could still hear Maddie. She's still alive and she's heavily breathing, like labored, Mm. you know, labored breathing. And since the walls and the floors are so thin, Josh is now worried about his father is going to hear Maddie under the bed. It's at that point where he needs to do something. And she's obviously still alive. So Josh doesn't want the father to find out and he's home and he's already starting to drink. So he goes and rips the plywood off the waterbed again and takes her by her feet and drags her back out. Now he has to quiet her down. So what he does is he takes a pen knife and I've seen both a pen knife and a Leatherman style tool like a Leatherman Mm -hmm. uh, multi-tool and he just starts stabbing at her chest. Now, the medical examiner is going to see a total of nine stab wounds. Mm. Mm. A lot of those are in her chest and abdomen. However, the medical examiner officially determines that her cause of death was when he struck her with a knife and it pierced her windpipe. And her cause of death was drowning in her own blood. Oh, no. And the reason they thought this was her cause of death, and this is kind of bad, so bear with me. The reason they thought this was her cause of death is because under the waterbed her hand was actually still grasping the side of the waterbed. They and rigor mortis set in, they mm-hmm. had to pry her fingers apart mm-hmm. to get her out. So they they don't think that she was killed by the bat and then stuffed in there. She they she lived through that that part. That mm-hmm. part. So Poor thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know this story. I uh, I don't know why I want to do this. Um, <laughs>
2: I mean, like, it's, it's really sad, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, Maddie deserves for her story to be told, too.
1: Yeah. You know, so. If you want to read this. Now, all of these things you're reading is from uh, one of his appeals that he put to- towards the state. I-, I had that PDF. I'll put it on the website.
0: However, Maddie's hand clutched a bracket from the waterbed frame, which indicated that she was still alive when Joshua shoved her underneath.
1: This is his own words.
0: She whimpered, and when she began to moan more loudly, he took his knife and cut her throat.
1: Mm. That is the uh, totality of what happened with that. So now they found her, and justice needs to be served. But before we get to sentencing and all that, I am going to throw in this. And the jurors did hear this too. During the trial, the jurors were walked through the whole day and they were told 30 minutes before the murder of Maddie Clifton, Joshua was on the family computer and he was searching pornography. And not only pornography, but he was searching for hardcore and quote violent pornography in quote yikes violent pornography now remember I said how her clothes were removed I do the medical examiner determined that she was not sexually assaulted no one believes that he was dragging her upstairs and both her pants and her underwear and her shoes came off but from what the medical examiner concluded she wasn't raped or anything
2: Well, that's good I you know I guess because I was so young back then, but I didn't realize that. that-
1: I mean, it, it, they may have came off. I mean, he says, quote, he, that he attempted to drag her from the outside, end quote, and that's when they came off. I mean, I mean maybe. I could see
2: your shoes maybe popping off, but not the whole pants and yeah. underwear. Yeah. But I didn't realize that there was porn on the internet in 98, because that was like the very early stages of the internet, I feel like.
1: Yeah, no, they're, so 96 is when uh, the website started coming online and stuff like that. So, Porn is obviously the first thing to get on there. I mean, I would imagine. I don't think there was like Pornhub.
0: No, I mean, no. Like, I would imagine. He says. I mean, Me meanwhile, John's like, I was the first person was, in my school to be looking at porn. He was on the twelve computer. when this happened, so I mean, we don't know. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember my uh my uncle, who's also a computer programmer, he had to come to the family house. <laughs> Uh, To our house and... To fix your computer
0: because you downloaded so much porn. You would just like
1: turn it on and it'd just be (laughs) pop-ups. Like a billion of them.
0: Like that one time we tried to have the movie night. (laughs) Yeah, This is before
1: ad blockers and stuff like that. Because you
0: watched so much porn (laughs) on the family desktop.
1: (laughs) I, I was like, Dad, what are you doing? What have you been doing down here? You are not playing Microsoft Flight Simulator.
0: <laughs> that's not Minecraft. <laughs> Minesweeper. Uh, oh my gosh, I never understood that game.
1: I you know there's fucking actually, hated that game. there's a strategy to it. What? Don't hit I the know? Bombs? I don't
2: understand <laughs> what the strategy I is. I saw something about it.
1: Play something else.
2: <laughs> strategy. I would just like <laughs> randomly like select. Yeah, it. exactly. But no, there's a strategy to it. i I, mean, I saw something about it recently, but I didn't read the article. I have to look into it. It's oh, too funny. But I mean, I. Guess guess that's I don't, I don't know this i don't know
0: i guess give give a, a 14 year old boy any mechanism to look at naked
1: women they'll find it so 14 year old tell me what do you think what should happen to him and look at this, this is really sad this photo i found this old man <sighs> this old man here is putting up a sign that says goodbye maddie I thought that was... Uh, oh, that's that heartbreaking. Yeah, really heartbreaking. So, Tommy, me, 14-year-old, uh, well, we don't know sexually abused for a fact, but abused and his mother suffering from very intense uh, depression, obviously living in a house of hell. What do you think his... And I'm not trying to sway you guys one mm-hmm. way or the other. I just want to know. What do you think his sentence should be? Or
2: Well, first of all, it's not the mother's fault. So, I mean... And or she dad's fault. It's his own fault that he killed someone. Correct. Um, should maybe the mother have investigated the smell a little bit sooner? Yeah. Um, but it's not her fault that Maddie was killed. So I don't think that that really has much to do with his sentencing. Also, you're 14 years old. You're in high school. Um, kids do stupid shit, but stupid shit does not involve involved murdering someone. Even... Even if you... Okay, so so you hit a line drive. It hits a girl in the head. Okay? And she's crying. You know you're not supposed to be hanging out with her. And you're like, oh shit, shut up, shut up. Like, I can't be seen with you. What's the right thing to do? Well, you, you gotta make sure the girl's okay. That's the right thing to do. But if you're gonna try to skirt all responsibility, you fucking run away. Mm-hmm. Like, run away. Like, don't deal with it. Right. If but- that's the wrong thing to do... If Like, if you're gonna choose the wrong thing to do... Choose that.
1: Choose. But they are neighbors. Keep that in mind. So, okay.
2: Right. So, so they're neighbors. Okay. So maybe he's, and then he's trying to avoid a beating from his dad. If, even if he does run away and Maddie says, you know, he hit me with the baseball bat, why are you hanging out with her? You know, you shouldn't be hanging out with her. You know, you're not supposed to be hanging out with her, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, I could understand him not wanting to face his father, especially if he was abusive, but you don't, you don't kill someone. Like, you know, you like as a 14 year old, you are of age where you know that killing someone is is wrong and final and final and you're going to hide the body like it's not even like, oh, shit, I killed her. Oh, no, it was an accident. It's like, oh, I killed her. I better hide the body. Like, it's like, I'm going to hit you in the head three times with the baseball bat. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Like, stop talking. Like, you don't think that that's going to have permanent and consequences? even when that's not
0: enough, he stabs her. Exactly. And cuts her throat. So, I, I, but I feel, I feel like f- from our past stories, we talked about Florida being a really strict state. Fuck Yeah. But mm-hmm. am I right in thinking that like this was yeah, a state it's straight, well, like, was
1: very strict? Very, but they so, got the death penalty there. But obviously, he's not going to be. So
0: I'm going to say in in another state, I would have said 20 years, but because we're because we're talking about Florida, um, I feel like life is still really harsh for a 14. Well, what year do old. you think
1: it should be? Tell me, like, d- don't worry about the state.
0: 25
1: years, <clears throat> Jen.
2: You know my stance. I don't think I need to explain it. Well, I we, mean,
1: they, she, he can't get the death penalty. He's fourteen. I,
2: well, I don't believe in the death penalty.
0: She thinks life in prison, though.
2: Yeah, I think that you're old enough to to know that that those actions are not okay. And you, I mean, maybe I mean maybe he shouldn't be tried tried as an adult. But you know, he I don't I don't know. I just I
0: I don't disagree with you. I, I'm just thinking. Realistically, (sighs) realistically for for a 14-year-old, 25 years is what I'm going to go with.
1: All right. I actually put a little note here, and I wanted to ask everyone a question, so please go to the blog, talkmore.com. This is episode 237, and write me a comment, because I want to know what your thoughts about this is. The mother finds the body. Mm -hmm. The mother goes outside and flags down a police officer, because they're still canvassing the area. Right. The mother turns her son in. Okay. Most likely bawling her eyes out.
2: Well, yeah, but she did the right she thing. Does.
1: Yeah, she did the right thing. So, I'm asking all the mama bears and papa bears out there: if you, your son, if your son did something like that, would you turn him in, or how hard would it be to turn him in? I mean, a lot of people wouldn't. A lot of people would try to ha- dispose the body.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're trying to you're trying to protect your young. It's 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 you're you're you know, protect your children. I understand that, but I, I mean, at the,
1: I don't know, just something to think about. It,
2: yeah, no, it's that's a tough question. That is a tough question. But I also, sorry to go back. Um, like when you think about 25 years, or even you know, like he's 14, so he's gonna get out when he's 40.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Can you imagine someone at 40, us being, you know in our late 20s almost 30 30 early late mid 30s like around people like so that's not that what i'm saying is it's not that far from us Mm -hmm. can you imagine meeting someone and being like meeting them and then you know you search them on facebook or whatever and you find out he killed a person (laughs) like would you be okay with well that's why you change your
1: name like jasmine richardson
2: but but i mean no i wouldn't be okay so like what's the difference then
1: I mean, I know plenty of guys that kill people. Plenty. Well. I mean, the army's full of fucking psychopaths that kill people.
2: Well, no, I know that. I I (laughs) I know that. But I'm asking, like, um, the the reason that my stance is the way it is always is, like, you think 25 years, okay, that's a lot of time for a kid. But you get out and it's like, oh, yeah, he killed a person.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Their life is still over. Like, there's no... Like you, you still have that on your record. Like you still ha- are very limited in whatever opportunity you can have to live outside of the prison system, and in many cases you can't because that's all you know. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, but I mean, like, even as interact, but that like- doesn't that doesn't mean that that should change the sentencing.
1: All right, Nicole, read this.
0: I did something horrible. I am so sorry, so sorry for what happened. Josh Phillips said. I wish to God that I have known this or understood this when I was 14. Had I then, none of this would have come about. I had no clue what life meant, what death meant, nor the depth of suffering that could follow one act.
1: Josh is a middle-aged man. Well, almost. He's
0: he's actually he's like all, yeah,
1: about my, my age. He is definitely remorseful, 100% remorseful for the crime. No one's doubting that on him he wish he he could go back and change everything. He is remorseful, not only that. The the prison system, the correctional institution that he's in, he's had only minor discipl- disciplinary infractions and from what the warden was claiming, he is better than most of the people in prison. And and these are minor as, as soon as you know you get there and you're learning the rules. So the whole time he's been in prison, I mean from 1998 to 2021, he's still in prison. He has done the right thing in prison. He has gotten an education. He is trustworthy in prison. I'm just telling you his side of the story. However, he did at the time in 1998, he was sentenced by 12 of his peers, his jury, with life in prison without Pearl, which I think is... uh, Personally, I think it's a little harsh. However, he has been appealing that. But his lawyers say that the state must provide, quote, some meaningful opportunity to obtain release based on demonstrated maturity and rehabilitation, end quote. Now, what I'm talking about now is recently there has been a reformation within the Supreme Court. Okay, and they're saying a series of cases needs to be recognized that juveniles, quote, are constitutionally different from adults for purposes of sentencing, end quote, mm-hmm. and that they have, quote, diminished culpability and greater prospects for reform, end quote. That is something recent, a new uh, reformation that has come from the Supreme Court, and it does affect Josh's case. However, hmm. with him he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. So his is a tricky situation. So now he's fighting the state. What he's got to do is get his sentence reduced to a, at least a chance of of parole. parole. Then he can focus on trying to, you know, work the appeal system and get out of prison. Now, whatever your thoughts about are on that, I'm just telling you what uh, (laughs) his trajectory is, but the state does not want to let him out. The, prosecutor actually charged them with uh, murder one instead of second degree murder even though they couldn't pur- pursue the capital punishment and usually if you were charging someone with murder one you would want to like the the opportunity of capital punishment would be on the table so on this case a lot of the defense and his lawyers are thinking it's just one of those cases where it was just too gruesome the girl was too young type of thing Also, the psychiatrist on his side claimed that they didn't weigh in the fact that he was sexually abused and his mother was depressed, all this stuff. Why not, though? At the trial, at the trial. Yeah, I
2: know. But why not, though?
1: Why not? Did they weigh in? Yeah. Oh, I I don't know. I guess they just. Well, I actually I do know The the paper said what the psychiatrist said in 1998. Even that was. What? How was 20 years ago? 20 years ago. Yeah. What we knew about brain science and and neurology and stuff like that is completely different now. So we we put more weight on it in 2020 uh, Hmm. of that than we did in 1998. I mean, not a whole bunch more, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 I I
2: agree with that. That makes sense. I I understand that. But at the same time, like to kill someone like the way that the, the poor child was killed. It takes, you know, it's not like he just was like tap, tap, tap with a baseball bat. You know how much rage it takes to like damage someone's brain with like a like a baseball bat? Like he, he was like not just like swinging at a tee, you know, he was, there was intent there. And then if that wasn't enough, he stabbed her and then cut her throat. Like I, I just don't... I, And and yes, maybe he maybe and I'm not making excuses, but maybe he was having, you know, some sort of um, anxiety episode related to the trauma that he experienced um, from his father. But at the same time, it's just
0: I just I just don't see how I think the only like the uh, I would normally say life, no parole, no problem for someone committing a m- murder, but it's the age, um, in which he is. That makes me think I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was a lower sentence or that would be, f-
2: I mean, if that's fair, if, if, but- if that's the
0: new law, lo- if that's the law now, then,
2: and they're abiding by the law. Th- so be it. Like that's, that's up to the justice system. I'm just stating my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. And, um, I want to know everyone else's opinion, too, because obviously this differs a lot from people and people have different beliefs and values on what it should be. But anyway, this is what the state is saying. If you want to read this,
0: her death was not accidental. It was intended. Her death was not quick or painless. It was long and agonizing. The, these facts also highlight disturbing aspects of the defendant's behavior. The callousness and ruthlessness he demonstrated in the murder itself, the cool, calm, and collected manner in which he carried on life, even helping in the search, and the fact that he slept on top of her body for six days. All of these actions indicate to the court that the existence of something far more than mere immaturity, impetuous impetuosity, or the inability to assess consequences."
1: That, that's the case. And no matter what your opinion is, I do want to know. So go into the blog and write it. But on August 7th, 2017, he still has his life sentence. But with the possibility, w- possibility to another review uh, after 25 years, I didn't actually see the word parole. So I think it's some other rehabilitation review or something like that. And I may be wrong, but he's going to. Since 2017, on August 7th, he's got another 25 years until he can hit that. So he's going to be another. another yeah. Years. So on August 7th, 2017, that's when he got the confirmation that he has to wait another 25 years before he gets another chance at review.
2: Wow. And so this 42, is, 2042 is when he would potentially be reviewed again.
1: Yeah, and like Nicole said, Florida is pretty uh, strict when it comes... I think we actually said, don't kill someone in Florida. Yeah, I heard you remember this. That's the story. Josh claims that he... I mean, he's obviously, if you see the videos on him online, he is definitely remorseful. He claims that he has been rehabilitated and thinks... He should be out of prison and he's got a big support team, but also on the other side, the Cliftons have a big support team because the parents don't want to see him out.
0: That's a really important point.
1: Yeah, but that is pretty much the case. A very sad case. It's always sad when you see a child kill a child and Josh Phillips is still serving life in prison. Uh, go to talkmore.com if you if you like this and we usually don't do Wednesday episode or Thursday episodes or two episodes a week but I'm I might these little quick ones I may uh, try to squeeze in as much as possible but anyway if you like the uh, podcast subscribe and if you want to support us and help Jen get out of her day job or her night job night job her uh, I'm keeping my day job n- her night uh, walking job Go to talkmore.com slash join and become our Supremo, newest Supremo, and we'll dedicate some shots to you and get really drunk and be your friends. Anyway, my name is John, and until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.